Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. I think a good place to start is the beginning and why post-run recovery is so important. What are the benefits, really? Because the thing is, when we run, we just want to run. We don't think about all these complementary, supplementary things because time is precious. But actually, if we understand the benefits, we're perhaps more likely to do it, commit to it. Do you want to start with your thoughts on why you think post-run recovery is important? Because you want to run next time. It's in a nutshell what it comes down to. As soon as you finish one run, the better you can recover, the better position you'll be in for the next run that you do. Now, for some people, that might be a couple of days' time. For other people, it might be later in the same day. But either way, you need to recover from that run so that you're actually fresh and ready to go for the next one. And as you, we're going to go on to talk about, that really starts from the moment you take that final step of the run that you're currently doing. Um, that's when your recovery kind of kicks in. And we were going to start by talking about a cool down, which we all kind of know what it is, but do we all do it all the time? And why should we do it is what it comes down to, isn't it? I I don't actually like the term cool down, if I'm really honest, because I think it's a little bit, it's 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 kind of misleading in some respects. Because people think, well, I'm you know, especially now, it's October, I've done a run, <laughs> I've cooled down super quick. I don't need to cool down. I'm, I'm freezing. I just want to get back inside, jump in a hot shower. But actually, the benefits of a cool down, and as you rightly point out, it starts your session or your recovery process starts the moment you finish the main part of your session. So then you go on to the cool down. Now, is a cool down necessarily always so important? In my opinion, it's a bit like all the recovery things we'll talk about today. It depends on the actual session that you're doing. Obviously, the more intense the session, the more important all these things are. Yeah. If you're just going out for you know really easy 30-minute recovery run, then actually these things aren't quite as important. So you, you've got to, what we want to leave you with today, some things that you can kind of create your own kind of system, as it were, that you know works for you. So the cool down, massively important. What are you trying to do? Well, here's some thoughts for you. When you, let's say you're doing a tough session, which I did this morning and I couldn't wait for it to end, I'll be honest. Is that, and is that mild repeats? Oh, it's just horrible. I can't, <laughs> if I start twitching like this, I, it's because I feel I'm still out there. I'm still sweating from it. I've not cooled down yet. Come on, tell us, what cool downs did you do today and why? So the moment I finished that session, and I did I did one more reps, and the moment I finished, I could have just come straight back in. Right, I just need to get back. I need to get some food. I've got to get in the shower. I'm doing a live with Joe at half 12. I was like, actually, I really need to cool down. Why am I cooling down? Well, all the waste products that I built up in my body through doing the tough work, the tough session, which it was today, they're just floating around in my body. That's not going to do anything for me if I just come and park my brown ass on this chair and just kind of sit here and chill out for the rest of the day. I need to keep the heart pumping some fresh blood around the body. Now, you don't want to be too intense with this because you're not trying to create any more waste products in the body, but you want to try and keep that blood flowing so your blood doesn't pull in the legs. And remember, every time your heart beats, you're pumping fresh blood around the body, fresh nutrients supplied to the working muscles, tired muscles, so that it's going to aid your recovery, which is what you're saying, Joe. You know, you want to feel better for the next run. Yeah, I was going to say, the thing about cool down, I would say to people, the cool down is the chatting time. If you can't chat on your cool down, you're probably doing it too fast because some people go to the other extreme and think the cool down is an extra bit of their training. It's not. It's just that wind down. But the other thing about it is it's a bit of a mental time to kind of gradually, you know, hopefully you've done your session, you've been a bit psyched up for it, you've pushed yourself, but this is your chance to just mentally 
wind down a bit as well. So I think sometimes people underestimate that mental benefit from the cool down, as well as, as you say, that kind of physiological benefit of, of clearing out the lactate, easing off your legs, getting rid of everything else. So there's kind of two sides to it that I think we need to think about. But one thing you talked about, you know, I don't want to get cold. I would say to people, one of the big things around recovery, put some warm clothes on when you finish. It sounds really straightforward, but how many people turn up to a race or a training session in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and then go home afterwards? Don't let your legs and your muscles and your core actually get cold. Put some warm kit on afterwards, even if you're going in your house, because then you're just not going to, you know, the muscles get cold, you're more at risk of getting injured, which you really don't want to do at the end of a session when you've done the hard work. Put some warm clothes on, keep yourself nice and warm because also your immune system might be a little bit bashed up as well if you really, you know, like you've done, flogged yourself. So you don't want to be getting, you know, you don't want your physiologically to be getting cold and shivering and, and your body kind of battling to look after itself and therefore a little bit more vulnerable to getting sick. So there's that side of it as well. Keep warm, cool down, put some warm clothes on. <laughs> I love it. I love what you touched on there about the mental side as well because it is that moment to just reflect, isn't it? You can yeah. start that review process. What went well? What didn't go so well? Big focus for me in my training, as probably many people know follow me, is to develop my mental strength as well as my physical ability. And that gives me the time in that cool down where I'm not doing other stuff. I'm not looking at emails and I'm not on social media and flying around. I'm just, I'm just doing a nice gentle jog just to keep that blood flowing. And I'm thinking, how did it go? Could I have worked harder? Did I work too hard? You know, all that sort of reflection stuff. And you, you mentioned about clothing. I'd really like, and I advise a lot of my runners do this, because it gets a bit boring, can get a bit monotonous, doing the same runs all the time. So I like to get in the car, drive somewhere different, when we can, obviously, when there's not so many heavy restrictions in place. But of course, when you're elsewhere and you're not at home, once you've done, you've only got potentially the car there. And if you do know the importance of stretching and stuff, which we'll come on to, actually, are you likely to stretch if you're just there in a little T-shirt and shorts? You're probably not. So your point, take some clothes, have them with you, you know, because then you can keep nice and warm. Potentially, you're more likely to do do the post run stretches as well. So I do think Which it's very important. Nicely on to post run stretching. <laughs> What's your view on this? Because it does divide opinion, uh, doesn't it? So I agree that with a lot of the science, to be honest, that's looked into it. Pre run stretching, not necessarily a good idea. That's a whole other um, live. We'll talk about that another time. We'll save that. Yep. Run, I think it's really good for two reasons. I think, again, feeding back to that mental thing of just a bit of a routine, a bit of a wind down routine. But physiologically, I do think it makes a difference. And I think you can, if you stretch regularly, and, you know, time is always a factor, but if you can put some time into holding some good stretches for 30 to 60 seconds for each stretch, actually that been shown to really help your muscles kind of get back into the length you know re-lengthen um ease them out so i am a great believer in post-run stretching i think it's worth it uh, i have a short sharp five minute routine i do but if i've really got a bit of extra time then i will spend some quality time doing stretches holding them and, and i think it makes all the difference and i i recommend it to my runners as well yeah i'm, I'm with you i thought we might have had like a little bit of a debate there but no we're, <laughs> we're both in agreement we're both in agreement which is why we got on so well but i think with the stretching you're right you know the old school approach and i suppose thinking is you shorten your muscles when you put them under intense exercise you know i learned that day one of my personal training course which is feels like moons ago and you want to put some length back into those shortened muscles those tired muscles and that's going to help by doing some stretching now joe mentioned the routine there finding a routine that works for you and perhaps maybe different routines depending on the session so the more intense the session the more important the routine but also how much time you've got 
So like you say, Joe, if you've got more time, you can really go for it. But actually, if you're a bit short on time, you've got a nice little routine that works for you. What I tend to do, and I advise my runners do, is focus on the muscle groups that you know you need work on. So if you do a lot of sitting down, so for me at the moment, when I was back up in the East Midlands, which is my from originally, I'm down in Bristol now, I was more active. Uh, I'm not talking running, but just generally in my day-to-day work, if you like. Whereas now I'm kind of remote, I'm sat down a lot. So I get tight hip flexors, hamstrings, calves, those common areas. So for me, if I'm short on time, I focus on those muscle groups. I don't focus on the muscle groups that actually perhaps don't need as much attention. So don't get overwhelmed by thinking, man, these guys are talking about stretching. I've got to spend 15 minutes. I haven't got time. You don't. Focus on the, the, the groups that work for you, the muscles that work for you, and just get that little routine. Because if you've got a routine like you've got, Joe, you're more likely to do it, aren't you? You know, rather than thinking, I'm just going to stretch, tricep stretch, for example. <laughs> well, I've got to go. I've got to pick the kids up. I'm off. You know? So time it, time the stretch. And I think as well, I was going to say, just, you know, again, we could talk about stretching forever, but Mm. proving flexibility is a long-term thing. It takes, you know, a good three to four months to really make significant changes in muscle length through, through stretching. So if you can make it a regular part of your routine, you will feed into that actual other improvements as well, not just recovery, but improvements in terms of overall range of movement and flexibility. So yeah you can take five minutes and like you say target it don't do things don't stretch your, don't who needs that who needs that unless you need it sure and <laughs> i think you feel good for it don't you ultimately you know okay. i think a lot of people a lot of people do yeah, people go oh, do i really need to stretch i've heard that there's not that much evidence or it's not conclusive anyway and yes there will be opinions that are divided but actually we kind of just want to get out of doing stuff don't we if we're really honest we just want the payoff without <laughs> i explain someone this this if i said to you can you do an extra run every week, Jake? An extra four mile run? You'd find time. You'd find the time for it. I'd find the time for it. I know I would. Can we it's find those, It's those stretch? other things, isn't it? It's no, those... we cannot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't. I'm just so busy. I can't, I can't stand on one leg for 30 seconds to improve which, my balance which in the evening. Which brings me on to time, and you knew I was going to bring this up. Milk. <laughs> I apologise now. Um, Joe is going to, we were going to do about 20 minutes, but Joe's probably going to talk for about 45 minutes on milk. Joe, over to you. I'm going to get a coffee. Well, right. Don't forget the milk. No, milk. Why do I say milk? The most important thing, again, is refueling. And if you can get a nice amount of protein down within the first 30 minutes, you're going to start that refueling process. What happens is you come in, we've just said you do a bit of stretching, you lie around in the hall carpet, that's me after a hard session, eventually you crawl upstairs, then you get in the shower, and before you know it, 30 minutes has passed, and of course, when, whatever you take, whenever you take it helps, but I find, come in, straight to the fridge, drink a cup of milk, because it's got really good carbohydrate, it's got really good protein in it, you'll have got it in straight away, it takes no preparation, no time to do, then you can go shower, stretch, do all the rest of that. Then you can come back and have a nice carbohydrate meal. It's just the best thing. It's there. It's out there. It's easy. All packaged up. Let me tell you this, Jake. You can even have chocolate milk. Well, nobody. I didn't get the memo on this. Are you sure about that? Nobody told me. I'm definitely sure about that. I'm definitely sure about that. I'm so impressed with that. It is just really ideal. Don't have. Doesn't cost much money. Doesn't take any time. Add the chocolate if you really want to. It's perfect. Um, 
Can't, uh, Bridget has just said any type of milk, and we were going to talk about this. I am talking about cow's milk, actually. Obviously, there are a huge, I appreciate some people are non-dairy, and there are a huge range of other milks out there. You need to look, and I meant to look up before I came out to find out which one it is, because there is one of the non-dairy milks that is much better. Not all of the others have the same protein and carbohydrate breakdown as cow's milk, but I promise we will, remind me, Jake, we'll post in the comments afterwards um, yeah. the non-dairy milk that's, that's the best substitute. So... Talking about cow's milk, apologies to non-dairy people. I will find the other one that's that's as that is better out of all the other milks. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about milk anymore. No, I mean you know in all in all seriousness, we could talk <laughs> about this subject for quite a while because there's a lot in post-run nutrition. I mean, nutrition in general is a minefield. But having something is important that works for you. So yeah. obviously there are many different options you know milk da dairy milk you've obviously got non-dairy options i mean i drink quite a lot of oat milk as well because there's reasonable carbohydrate content in there is thinking about right what do i need i need to recover now i need to start that process and also think quantities so if you think back to what we said about stretching make it specific to the session and your needs you don't just do everything just because you feel you should but actually it's the same with the nutrition post post recovery so actually if you've only done a 30 minute jog an easy run yeah. then actually do you need the quantities of protein and carbohydrates that you would need had you done something more demanding. And the other thing to consider is what you mentioned very early on in this slide, Joe, is thinking about the future. So thinking about what session have I got coming up? Now, some people will do run twice a day. So you really need to consider your post-run nutrition after your first run so that you're ready for your second run. And even if you're 24 hours later, you know, you run in the morning or whatever and you're on consecutive days, just think about the kinds of things that you can consume. And just a quick fact for you, or thought, um, Anita, Anita Bean, Anita Bean, who um, is a great sports nutritionist. Yes, she's, chocolate milk. She, says. she does. She's a big fan <laughs> of chocolate milk. Are you friends? Are you friends on Facebook? She I'm loves not. chocolate milk. Anita, if you're there, I'd love to be friends with you. <laughs> you guys will get on like a house on fire, I have no doubt. But she talks about the ratio of three to one, so carbohydrate to protein. So that's something to kind of consider here. So ideally, kind of taking more carbohydrate on than, than protein and not necessarily um, a serving. So, for example, just very quickly, I, I quite like, um, they don't pay me to say this, but I quite like for goodness shakes, chocolate milk. They do chocolate milk. But I don't necessarily have a whole one depending on the session I'm doing. I might just have half of that or three quarters of that. So kind of look at what your demands are. I mean, absolutely. I was going to say, like we've said everything, the more intense your session is and, and the higher the load of it, which is either the pace that you ran, the intensity that you worked at or the duration of which you did it, because load and work and intensity are all of those factors, the more you need to think about how soon am I eating and drinking afterwards. If it is just a little jog out, you probably don't need to worry so much. If you've beasted yourself on mile reps, um, you need to be thinking about it a lot more. It, you know, it's, it's about making it work for you and making it work and apply to whatever you're doing that particular day. So there is never one rule. Every time we say one rule, we contradict ourselves because actually it's dependent on a number of factors. But the other thing is about, you know, about refueling. Just, you know, it's always, it's better, something later is better than nothing, you know, at the end of the day. And I do appreciate, I have runners that come to me who are trying to lose weight. I do appreciate that the issues of trying to lose weight. However, I do say to people, good sports nutrition is not incompatible with losing weight. It's often about thinking of the timing of when you're eating that can help with that weight loss because if you don't eat when you first finish your training session 
you might get starving hungry and perhaps eat things that you didn't really want to eat or plan to eat later in the day. So there is almost a kind of, you know, don't think I, I want to lose weight, therefore I'm going to not listen to what they're talking about. Actually think that it can work for you and it can help you with weight loss. It's, it's almost like eating better, eating at different times will be more effective. There's many experts that agree that most of the carbohydrates that we consume across the day, it's more beneficial if you consume them in and around your training. Not yeah. just at the front and back, but in and around your training. doesn't mean don't eat in the evening, of course, if you're in in the morning. But it makes sense, doesn't it? You want to fuel the session. And then once you've done the session, you want to recover from that session. So that's where you need the nutrition. And that's where your body's saying, feed me, feed me, pick me. I need, you know, I want, to, <laughs> I want to feel good again. So focusing on those those things are really important. Gabby's just asked here. She's, now you've started it with the milk, haven't you? Can of worms, I tell oh, you. No, Can of me. worms. Sorry. So Gabby's asking. She loves milk anyway. Cool. Happy days. Um, <laughs> and she's saying, is full fat okay? Which I think is a really, a really good question. To my knowledge, it doesn't change the protein and carbohydrate content, which is the key here. Yes. I guess overall calorie management is important. If, as Joe mentions, you're somebody that's trying to lose weight, you kind of don't want to over, over exceed calories. What's your thoughts on that, Joe? Um, I think, yes, yeah, absolutely. I would always go for the middle ground. A nice semi-skimmed is probably the best um, because, again, as you say, a full fat, I mean, you know, it's nice if you enjoy it and, it and you like it and you prefer the flavour, go for it. But obviously it is adding extra fat into it. And really what we're looking at is carbohydrate and protein those aren't affected, it's, it's the volume of, or the quantity of fat that you're adding in. So again, take a pragmatic approach if you really like it and that's what you look forward to and that's what you, know, you enjoy, have it, but perhaps think that you might, if you are looking at weight loss, you might wanna look at other fats later in, your, in the day in your diet, but otherwise it's fine. I mean, this is a, it's a massive subject, isn't it, post-run recovery, and I'm sure we'll do more lives on this in the future and dive into it in even more detail, and we could probably do one just around the nutrition <laughs> after this session, I'm sure. You know, running is a, is, a, is a whole world. But hopefully you guys have got some stuff from there that you can start to apply. We'll just go through a quick summary, actually, just kind of bullet point in what we've, we've kind of discussed. This will obviously be posted on my page, on the Instagram page you're watching now, so you can always go back and, and check this out at any point. We were live on Joe's page um, which was last Friday, talking about what to do in the last few days leading up to a marathon. Obviously, ties in nicely with the, the, the London Marathon, but it might be worth going and checking that out as well. That's on your page, Joe, which is? At Running Joe 10K. There you go. Nice and easy. <laughs> so, quick recap then. Finding what works for you is really important. We're just going to spitball you some thoughts here. So, the, when does the recovery process start, Joe? As soon as you finish. As soon as you finish. The main part of your workout. When you enter the cool down phase, that's when you need to start thinking about, right, this is, I'm trying to get rid of all the waste products in the body. You're trying to reflect on how the session's gone. It starts there. What do you need if you're going to get, get cold, Joe? Put some warm clothes on. Have warm clothes. If you're going to drive somewhere else like Jake, because I just like running different places, take clothes with you in the car so you can keep nice and warm. Excellent. Stretching. What are your thoughts, Joe? Should be nice, that. gentle stretches held for a significant period. So we're talking around 30 seconds to 60 seconds, if you can, not just five seconds. Um, static stretching, not dynamic, which we'll cover in another video. So static yes. stretching, find what works for you. Find your routine because we're all different. We've all got different fitness levels, different goals, different lifestyles, spinning different plates. Find what works for you, a little routine, and commit to that. Good. And then obviously on the post-nutrition side of stuff, Drink milk. Drink milk. That's it. Just drink, eat I something. Mean, um, things we haven't touched on, time sticking away, foam rolling, really good. Not We've talked about immediate post-run, but obviously there's a whole period of time after it. There is. 
So, you know, if you're feeling a bit tight, if you feel like you need um, a bit of a massage out, some self-treatment works wonders. And you can do that later in the day as well, can't you? I mean, I'm like Mr. Foam Roller King. I've got so many different <laughs> ones. And actually, it's a really good point, you know, just on the foam rolling thing. And this is, again, probably a topic for another time because it can cause a lot of confusion. Foam rollers, I've really seen, I don't know about you, Joe, but I've really seen, like, um, I, I, I suppose an uptake in these, like, you know, lots of people selling them, lots of people buying them. It's becoming a little bit more known now. But there's some crazy ones out there with all these spikes and nodules on and all these <laughs> look really aggressive. If you're new to foam rolling and you've got really tight, sore muscles, man, you don't need that. You need... Da, 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 da. I've had this about 12 years. It's super smooth. Look at it. It's a bit dirty, a bit grubby. Got chunks out of it. That was about, I don't know, £10 off Amazon. Uh, and, but it's just a really smooth one. That's enough. Because if you're using a really aggressive one, which I've also got, by the way, and you're putting your body weight through it and it's just agonising, guess what? You're not going well. to do it. I was going to say, we're talking about recovery, not necessarily treatment as such. So recovery, you want a nice, gentle exactly. work through the yeah. muscle, nice lengthening it, loosening off the fibres, not hardcore That's it. elements of torture. So <laughs> 10 minutes while you're watching Netflix. Come on, lazy people, let's go. Let's all foam roll. We can do it. And the last thing is rest. Have a mm. bit of a rest. I mean, if you can. I know we have work. I know we have kids. I know we have life. But have a bit of a sit down and a rest if you can. I mean, you just said you sit down too much. It's balance, but you know, rest. That's a good point. It's a good point. We, we kind of rush from one thing to the next, don't we? We fly out the door with the shoes half on, lacing them up. We fly back, cutting, cutting the cool down short. But actually, we just need to take a, a, a little bit more time. And probably one of the biggest takeaways you could uh, get from this video, really, is making sure that if you, it's time management. So if you say, and you're honest with yourself, okay, yeah, I do have the time to do that. Fine, prioritize. If you genuinely don't have the time, maybe cut your running a little bit shorter. You know, how much time have you got for training across the week? I know, people are like, what? Run less? Are you crazy? Time management. You guys have got work to do, running to do, and you've got to plan all your stretching <laughs> and post-run recovery. Joe, it's been a pleasure. Your hair looks lovely. That's <laughs> where they watch us. But yeah, sorry, carry on. I'm your just... hair looks lovely. Did I mention? <laughs> have you had it done? It's nice. Yeah, it's good. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I noticed it. I'm a modern man. Modern man. Perfect recovery. Guys, we'll be back on. Keep your eye on this page and Joe's Instagram page for more lives talking about all things running, of course. Uh, milk, haircuts, whatever we feel like talking about. Speak to you all very soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. That was Running With Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, the podcast.